Hello and welcome to Middle Class Film Class Podcast. My name is Joseph. I'm Peter. I'm Tyler. I'm Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's start that one over again. I thought I I yeah, you're going, up on that. I'm going first for all both segments. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Middle Class Film Class Podcast. My name is Joseph. I'm Peter. I'm Tyler. And this week, the Wheel of Destiny landed on my pick, uh, the, the Square. <laughs> Want to take that again? I forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Art Monkey Movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, take three. Hello and welcome to Middle Class Film Class Podcast. My name is Joseph. I'm Peter. And I'm Tyler. And this week, the Wheel of Destiny landed on my pick, The Square. What are the biggest challenges in running a museum? We're a museum of modern and contemporary art, so we need to present art that is the art of today, art that is absolutely cutting edge, and the competition is fierce. If you place an object in a museum, mm. for instance, if we took your bag and placed it here, would that make it art? Ah. <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot to the trailer, just like there's a lot to the movie. Um, uh, there's a lot, and yeah. also not a lot. Yeah, it's um, it was a very interesting and weird, for sure, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm interested to hear what you guys thought about it because uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what to think. I wrestled during. with this one for sure. This was a challenging movie to absorb and. Yeah, like want to talk about because I like there, there's there, a lot of things in my head, but I don't hard to I know. Like, mm, hard, hard to, to gather yeah, all of them together. Hard to vocalize it. So. so many different directions this movie took. Yeah, so many different elements to it. Um, but uh, we will get into that. But first, are you ready, kids? Yes, sir. I sir. <laughs> I can't hear you. I sir. Now's the time for dab and chatter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Any uh, any news, movie, or media-related news to uh, talk about? I have I have some emails from listeners that I've been wanting to read. <clears throat> cool. I don't know. Oh, really... So they finally took our advice because uh, they they're not. You guys aren't doing anything. <laughs> Just write us. They're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I have a, I have an email from uh, superfan Brandon Beal, who's um, he's written into Tyler on the Instagram page, and uh, he sent an this email. This is for you, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brandon writes, uh, hey, I just wanted to send a message to whoever checks this account and say that I love the last episode. This that was the border episode. 
Um, <laughs> I don't expect a shout out, but I do want your podcast to last a very long time. Please make this happen. Let me know if there's anything we as fans can do to help your podcast grow. Yeah, give us money. <laughs> you don't have to give us money. You can if you want. If you see Tyler on the street and you want to give him uh, $2, please yeah, do. Yeah, just slip, slip, slip me what you got. <laughs> but no, the actually, this it, Brendan raises a great point. To help the podcast grow, really all you guys have to do is tell your friends. If you have a movie-loving uh, friend or a podcast friend um, that you know listens to podcasts or enjoys watching movies and talking about them, recommend us. And also go on your podcast streaming service of choice and rec- recommend us there, rate us, give us a five-star review or a one-star review, whatever you think. And uh, <laughs> We're a five-star podcast. And, and, it's, um, and maybe leave a comment, you know, we're... Uh, we're on YouTube now. We're uploading all the all the audio tracks to YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've had uh, Brianna is uh, my girlfriend. I've spoken of many times. She's a got a degree in um, graphic design, and she's worked us up a new logo that we're not sure if we're one hundred percent done with yet, but it looks pretty great. So you know we're using that as a backdrop for the new uh, YouTube channel. I mean, you could do share those, tell your friends, but uh, you know add us a review on iTunes or. Um, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Um, And Brendan continues. Also, in an effort to figure out an interesting movie that you guys haven't seen, have you checked out Ricky O, The Story of Ricky? It's an over-the-top martial arts movie with an insane amount of gore, but it's a funny gore. Anyways, keep it up. Can't wait for Cats. So, (laughs) I I hope that Brendan and all of the other uh, listeners out there enjoyed Cats. Um, I had had fun with that one. That was a fun one. I have to say that I'm glad that we're not watching Cats this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Express how happy I am to not have to ever watch that movie again. <laughs> I, it's like a badge of honor almost. Like, say like, yeah, I, yeah, I saw Cats. All right. They should. They should. I saw create, it. They should uh, create some merchandise, some T-shirts and buttons that say "I survived Tom Hooper's Cats." <laughs> I watched I Cats, was- and all I got was emotionally yeah. scarred. <laughs> yeah. I watched Cats, and all I got with this was this shitty T-shirt. I, um, I emotionally scarred in this T-shirt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the topic of Cats, though, um, we were talking with our uh, me and Joseph were talking with our buddy Ryan, who's uh, he's got a musical background. He he's uh, he likes musicals. Wow, color me shocked. He's he's a, he's a theater geek at heart. <laughs> I think color a, me surprised. In, uh, Ryan is a theater nerd. Ryan loves. Yeah, Ryan is a self-proclaimed <laughs> theater nerd, and he we he talked to us about uh, Cats for a little bit. And uh, he, we were quoting, what's what's the guy Rum Tug Tugger? Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tug Tugger. And we're trying to figure out which one he is. And Ryan's like, I think that's the magician cat. And Joseph goes, That's Mister Mistopheles. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we can now know that Mister Mistopheles is the magic cat, and Mister McCavity is or McCavity is the is the evil villain villain yeah. cat is uh, it's a low point in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're out here doing taking taking bullets for you listeners um uh, yeah so yeah. um watching and, movies that you don't have to yeah exactly <laughs> we watch them so you don't have to <laughs> although you should watch it with the commentary yeah 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 no uh, yeah all, all jokes aside please please watch this movie with our commentary commentary was very fun i know there's a lot of podcasts out there and and like comic groups that will do commentaries of in this nature but i know generally they'll charge extra for them we're not we're not really in the business of that we just want to we just want you guys not to yet <laughs> <laughs> not until we're so famous no um but no it's a 
it's it was very fun. I listened to the commentary by itself just to see if it st- stands up without actually having the movie on. It was still pretty funny, but you know, I was also just talking shit with two of my good friends, so it was uh, <laughs> yeah. different. <laughs> um, yeah, it was yeah. it, it was good, and uh, uh, just expect more commentaries coming yeah. out of this show. Keep um, keep a lookout. We already got a potential movie it's on the, uh, for on the our next. Commentary oh, it's not a potential. Track. <laughs> it's uh, we're gonna make it's happening yeah, yeah. you can't stop this plane <laughs> um okay so yeah. then i had another listener email um this is actually from my mother dearest laura loveless thank you for writing um, in <laughs> um, miss loveless yes she says a hello podcast team i just finished listening to your dunkirk episode and i feel fortunate that i was able to see the movie in theaters in imax when it was in, in uh, life was when life was sweeter Oh, yeah, we were talking about how this would have been a great theater experience. At yeah. least I did. Yeah. Joseph, you saw an IMAX, right? Yeah, you saw it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I saw IMAX here in, in America. <laughs> um, and then I just saw it in a, uh, not quite an IMAX theater, but it is, Pretty it was big a theater. bigger theater than our standard, like, American theater. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, so she continues, uh, I enjoyed your insights as usual. And I couldn't help of thinking of the movie atonement. Have you guys seen that? Um, I love that. I've seen clips of that. Atonement. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen the first half and then I've seen the the last half and I've seen it bits and pieces in between. I don't think I've sat down and start to finish and watched it, but Mm. it's one that Breeze recommended to me. And I think we've watched it together, bits and pieces of it. It's, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, there's a, yeah, it's, it's a different, take on i mean it's a love story and then dunkirk is involved mm-hmm. and it's uh it's more of a uh, oh it's actually Ryan it, oh okay yeah it follows a specific like a person or persons. yeah like a, it's a james mcavoy and Kira knightley it's, it's yeah it's yep it is young charles xavier yeah um but um, it, there's a great beach shot on there that is kind the of the one long, take. Yeah, beach it's like shot. a really long yeah. one um, of the beach. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Just for that, it's worth watching it. But uh, so she she writes, uh, I love that movie because it's part uh, a part period piece glimpse into the class system of pre World War One England, but also mm-hmm. shows the horror of war that gets glossed over in most other war movies from lots of different perspectives. I love your show. I keep sharing it on Facebook. So thanks, mom. Appreciate that. Aww. Yeah, that's another Mama. way you can you can um, support Mama the show. Pete. Share it on Facebook. Share it, you know the. Uh, I feel like she's my mom too. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mother hen to all. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thank you. And and I have not seen uh, Ricky O, Legend of Ricky, Brendan, and uh, I'm gonna try to track that down because uh, it seems, Brendan seems to be hard to find. Brendan, I have a movie. We were just talking about uh, Japanese uh, shock movies exit out of genre mm-hmm. um and uh we had i had mentioned a movie that i saw that was recommended to me by a coworker of mine called dead or alive if you haven't seen that i recommend it um it's not based like... off of the volleyball beach game no. beach volleyball <laughs> game no okay um the it from what i'm gathering from ricky yo it's probably the same style same type of over the top over the top gore and shockness yeah yeah so if you haven't seen that i would recommend it and if you have seen it please email your thoughts to <laughs> mcfcpodcast at gmail.com yes everyone <clears throat> so that, that's all i got i don't have any news i just wanted to share the emails that we've got from uh 
listeners and fans and encourage people uh, keep writing in if you have movie suggestions they may just make it on the wheel you never know cool all right cool i, I got i got two uh i guess new i do have news related stuff to share but i there, i have opinions uh, okay. along with these news articles so uh first and foremost bill ward and chris miller are going to direct the martian which if you guys haven't already forgotten about it which 99 percent of the population has they already made a martian movie with matt damon which wasn't that bad actually uh best comedy of the was good. Gloves. yeah it was, not, it was a it was a very funny movie <laughs> it, it wasn't like visually it was appealing um matt damon did a fine job uh a, playing another astronaut when his when his potato crop gets uh destroyed i, w- I was heartbroken for him yeah yeah <laughs> that was really that it, it, i thought it was a great movie so when i heard that they're re not redoing really, it but they're really making a new about? one it's a that's a book it's a book though yeah right? it's based on it's based off of uh andy weir's uh book called the martian and that's what um, that's what lord and miller are doing is the same property yeah uh well yeah that that's that's from what i get that's <laughs> wow. from what i've read from this article that's what they're is doing it gonna be uh, you heard, lego you heard it here martian? first maybe um <laughs> the lego martian <laughs> um oh and uh so well, uh, I just kind of fucked myself here. Um, it's not actually the Martian. Uh, what? Upon further inspection, this is a classic uh, misreading of. I, I, you know, as as you guys already know, I'm, I'm like half illiterate, so um, <laughs> it's actually a sequel to the Martian. Uh. But, that yeah, and Ryan, but Ryan Gosling is somehow going to be in it. I don't know. Well, so it it kind of fucks my whole opinion about how. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it kind of fucks my whole opinion because I was going to comment on like how like I'm sick of seeing like <laughs> movies being made that ignore the movies that are already in place. Like uh, for example, yeah. the Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. Um. You know the I think uh, who was it? it was like uh, Garland no Andrew Garfield Andrew Garfield yeah that's who it was uh, he played Spider Man and he he's all right like he wasn't my favorite um, he wasn't uh, no Tobey Maguire <laughs> that's very nope. true yeah no those those same Raimi uh, uh, Spider Mans are a national treasure uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> so you go you you have the Andrew Garfield series and then they completely just like I think it was like Sony was just like oh fuck this like yeah Marvel Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah, and then Marvel uh, takes that one kid who makes him Spider-Man you know, Tom Holland. like a yeah, uh Holland and he makes a new Spider-Man and I I just it felt really like it just felt very just didn't feel it didn't sit right with me how like they had like the amazing <laughs> spider-man you know going it just it, was it wasn't what, it wasn't what they wanted it to be yeah they just it's like the incredible hulk until they landed on uh, uh oh, mark ruffalo fuck, i forgot about that they had one. edward norton edward norton was eric it. banna yeah i was gonna say eric <laughs> yeah yeah directed by ang lee yeah that was that movie gets too much shit 
All right. So, anyways, uh, that that kind of fucks over that. I one. think we should but, talk so for thirty I, minutes about how big the Hulk gets in the Ang Lee version of the Incredible Hulk. Dude, he's swole, dude. <laughs> he gets like the size of a, a small moon. <laughs> uh, anyways, I digress. You know, uh, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is a hot take, but I I liked Edward Norton as the Hulk. Oh yeah, Edward Norton. He's 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 got acting chops. Like he's good. I I think he does. I think Mark Mark Ruffalo is the worst Hulk. Really? Wow. Yes. I well, well, all right. That is a hot take. Um, Edward Norton. I think he does well as a standalone uh, Hulk, but Mm -hmm. I think Mark Ruffalo is does a fine job of doing it for the series. I just don't like the Hulk character in the Marvel movies. I guess you don't like how timid he is. Yeah, I just I don't like his story. When he gets mad, he gets he gets mad, he gets becomes this giant green turd. I don't like his. I just don't like his character development and arc, and just the way he, just the way they wrote him. I guess I want but a more. Do... I want a more timid Hulk. I want uh, Rick Moranis to play the Hulk. Oh, oh yeah, God, bring Rick Moranis back, <laughs> please. Yes, write your congressman. Mm. Yeah. Um, a second piece of news, which also comes with an opinion of mine. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Vi- Vivica A. Fox, or is Viv? I don't know. Vivica. You got, you got it. it. You got it. Oh, you you know, it. oh hell yeah. Cool. Uh, Vivica A. Fox says she's ready for Kill Bill 3. <laughs> oh, and what? I, I like, read that. Is. I read that title, and I started thinking about, like, the... We've been waiting for her approval. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin, Quentin's been waiting on with bated breath. <laughs> Vivica, please. Please, Vivica. <laughs> Let me do this just once. You owe me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, I started reminiscing on my experiences with Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2, which are incredible films, and uh, I would say in the top top 10 or 5, really, of Quentin Tarantino's filmography. Yeah. Um, he's only made 10. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. So well, top, I mean, he's, he's, been in, he's been involved in other things, and I would include Is that. It Kill, the Kill Bill movies... Is supposed to be one movie. Yeah, that's what at least. That, I, yeah, that's why. Um, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood is it starts off by saying uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie. Ah. Oh yeah, because yeah, I I think he said like at one point that he was only making ten movies in his career. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all these guys. He's, he's only got ten in him. Can't do more. <laughs> I've heard this argument before. Is Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two one movies or two movies? Well, it's I, for, supposed to be one movie. I can see it from both perspectives. You can't. I mean, you can't technically release. Technically, it's two yeah, movies because they were released. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They have different release years. They were released in theaters. But that's but a studio involvement. It's Volume One and Volume Two. Exactly. So, um, so you know. they they want to do uh, Kill Bill but, Three. And I, you mean two. who wants to do it? Vivica A. Fox. And so I started thinking about like Kill Bill Volume One and Volume Two because I recently watched um, Kill Bill Volume One, which uh-huh. is is an Ooh. awesome movie. And yep. I was just thinking like, there's no, I don't like, I don't think there's really a need for a Kill Bill 
volume three. They, so they, they absolutely pretty much is tied up, no tied it necessary. Up. Wrapped reason. it right there's up. Nothing. Yeah, there's it, nothing. We need more. And you don't need. And okay, so I know people are gonna be like, oh well, what about the daughter that she? That she's well, I don't grow care up. about that. And it's like no one cares. You can make you can make that assumption on your own. Just make it for your own head canon, you know. And if you're so passionate mm-hmm. about it, why don't you write a fucking script and then jack off to it while reading to it? <laughs> I. Don't want to kill Bill Volume 3 because I think it just kind of plays into the hand of always needing more. Like, that's what we got. We got the fucking Star Wars sequel trilogies, which that wasn't needed. Um, (laughs) What we needed was The Mandalorian. That's what really what Star Wars needed. We didn't need the three movies of shit. We needed Mandalorian. (laughs) Has no force, no lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now this is just a Star Wars opinion piece. <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. It all comes back to Star Wars. <laughs> I uh, since we recorded the uh, Cats episode and uh, you gave your glowing review of how much you loved Rise of Skywalker or the Last Skywalker. I'm sorry, <laughs> the um, Last Skywalker. I uh, oh, it's, it's a, oh it's the Rise of Skywalker, right? That's episode <laughs> yeah, nine. It's Rise. Okay, yeah. I, I get it mixed up, but I went. I watched it this week. Um, in preparation for this show and i gotta say it's, it's probably a six baby yoda movie out of ten yeah jesus yeah. christ i think we all agree it's a very good movie no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> here's what here's what i think about it i think they tried really really hard to seem like every scene had to be so goddamn deep yeah like, it, like, there was no levity to it there was no um I don't know. It was it was like every scene was very impactful. Yeah, yeah. Every scene, every scene was a uh, every scene was was um, momentous, mm-hmm. and uh, it tried. So really, you're telling uh, me you're telling me that after the the twist of the movie that you find out like halfway through the movie that didn't turn you off at all. You're still on board. Well, it it I was never a hundred percent on board throughout the movie. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't. It My didn't foot was off. on the ship. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was in a lifeboat trailing behind the ship the whole time. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I was. I was like, this is not. I don't know. This is, I, my my opinion of it was that it was not a Star Wars movie. It was. Yeah. It, and it fully a hundred. If you take that movie as canon, it a hundred percent solidifies the movie as a pure fantasy, or ninety percent fantasy, ten percent sci fi. So. <laughs> It's oh not, yeah, it, the sci-fi well, I mean, elements it, are it, like completely so absent. So, what did you think about the explanation of Palpatine? <laughs> He's alive somehow. Perfect. I mean, you don't need to it's, say it, anything more than that. It, it, it's in the crawl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had a, a, a Palpatine hor- is back. I, <laughs> I had an, a horrendous admission by uh, my dear girlfriend Bree as we were watching it. With the crawl, an intro crawl um, story, the preamble to the movie mm-hmm. was going up the screen as Star Wars is want to do, yep. and uh, we got to the end, and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, this is, see where this goes, and I said that out loud, and she goes, I never read those. What? <laughs> <laughs> she's I, she's like, maybe I would understand the movies a little bit better if I read those, I guess. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, well, I don't blame her. It puts no. you in a place yeah. in time for the history of this galactic. Ah, who cares? Whatever. It's like a, it's yeah, like yeah, a prologue. Yeah, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it, was, it was okay. Uh, but yeah, Anyways. so I just, just to wrap it up uh, to my point <laughs> is that I'm sick and tired of like trying to milk 
um, series of movies that are yeah. perfect how they are. Like, you know, this is why, yeah. you know, the prequel trilogy, and now we have Kill Bill Volume 3, and, like, the sequel trilogy of Strike. Like, it just it goes on and on. It's like, come on. Like, if you need to stay busy, you know, like, just, you know, put in a little bit of effort and think of something uh, a little bit more... I can't imagine Tarantino wanting to do a volume three. I don't either. But you know what I do want to see, though, as I want to see his Star Trek movie, which if you guys know about that, uh, that's that, that's a very exciting <laughs> prospect. But anyways, uh, that's all I got. Um, um, uh, Joseph, you, you have uh, anything that isn't so gloom and doom movie news? Uh, not, <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, but uh, just to just put one little thing on that on that topic of, like Hollywood not making movies that just people want more of. Um, I mean, with that, with people, with that logic, I feel like you could apply it to every movie that you like. Like, I want more of this movie. I want more Shawshank Redemption too. I want <laughs> what happens to Andy Dufresne and Morgan Freeman. What do they do? What are they doing afterwards? Shawshank too. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. It sounds yeah. so perfect. You know, there's so many like. You want to know what the daughter is doing in end of Kill Bill? Why? Why do you care? Yeah. Well, you know what the the sad thing though is people do care, and that's why this this shit gets. Made. They shouldn't care. Yeah. If, I mean, they they they're the ones. They're those are the people who want the information spoon fed into directly into their skulls. Like, yep. it's they don't want to do any critical thinking of any kind. Um, nope, they just want which is the they would not enjoy the square. I will say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, because there are a bunch of squares. Um, anyway, <laughs> nice. So one, uh, or I guess two depressing pieces of news, and one kind of humorous piece of news. Um, I'll start with the gloomy news first. Unfortunately, I'm sure we all heard now. Jerry Stiller. The uh, comedian and actor, um, also known as is the one of the most, who played one of the most iconic roles in TV as Frank Costanza in Seinfeld, um, passed away this week or last week um, at, at the age of. At the and this age wasn't of nine... because of the virus either. He no, just, he just died because he's old. Yeah, at the age of ninety-two, um, oh. and. Um, yeah, I was very, very sad to hear that. Um, as I, I am ever watching Seinfeld, um, like it's never over for me. He has mm-hmm. it in the background of his uh, pretty house much all the time. Yeah, playing right now. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. playing right now. <laughs> yeah, we have. A you, might, you might be right. I'm not in the living room right now, so it might be on. <laughs> um, and Go. then he was he, he was also in. I think he was in King of Queens, who also played. Yep. Like, yes. The dad. And I think somebody. he was in Everybody Loves Raymond. No, no, that was another no, old no, fuck that, that was, no, was dead. That was, that was, Peter that was Boyle. Frank Boyle. Yeah. Frank Boyle. Yeah. Peter Boyle. He was who was Frankenstein. I think he died a while ago. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he, dead. He, he's gone. He's in the ground. Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein. Um uh yeah, so that was very sad uh to hear. Um another piece of sad news. Um this director, Lynn Shelton um director of a movie on Hulu. I'm not really familiar with her work, but um she directed a movie called Little Fires Everywhere. Mm. And um 
uh, a movie called Hump Day and Your Sister's Sister. Um, she was only 54 years old um, wow. and died of a, of a blood disorder. Shit. Uh, yeah. Um, and her, she was married or she was in a relationship with Mark Maron, um, who really? was a comedian and actor. <clears throat> Actively? Um, yeah. As if Mark so. Maron needed more depression in his life. Really? <laughs> Um, God, that guy gets hammered. Yeah, so that was sad. I haven't. I, I'm not really too familiar with her work, but I just thought it was important to bring it up. Um, uh, can I tag on a couple of sad notes since we're talking death, and we'll just get this yeah. out of the way? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the last surviving member of the Rockford Peaches featured on the League of Their Own dies at age 101. Oh, hey, we removed. We we reviewed that movie. That's why I'm talking about it. Yeah, adjacent to or germane to our show um so that was uh that was i mean she wasn't famous but you know featured in in the movie the movie made about her Mm -hmm. um and then also that movie uh, at all i i can't remember if she was no they don't they didn't have real the real peaches in the in the movie that's kind of a that's Um, kind of a shame you know i feel like that was that's a missed opportunity you know you get all of the the surviving peaches and uh, yeah, good, you know, good luck some capacity. And then uh, also Fred Willard, comedic actor Fred Willard, who you if you don't know his face or his name, you definitely know his face. He was the announcer on in Best of Show. He was in a ton of um, a ton of Christopher Guest properties. He mm-hmm. was a great spinal, comedic was actor. Was he in Spinal Tap? What's up? Was he in Spinal Tap? Um, if he, he probably was, I don't, I don't know what part he played in that if he was, but, uh, he's just, gosh, he's one of the funniest, like most wholesome guys. Yeah. Um, and he also passed away just of old age. Um, peacefully yeah. in his, it, it, in his home. very weird circumstances of finding out about his death. Yeah. He was, yeah. yeah, I, I do. I remember I shared it on our group chat that we had mm-hmm. that, and the article suggested that no one really knew if he was dead or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. who like tweeted out, but there was no other sources confirming it, so it was just kind of like, it's like what, is, is, this, is what does this mean? Or... <laughs> um, yeah, so bad, yeah. Week, bad week for um, historical movie figures. Sure. I, I mean, Fred Willard, go... he, played, he played in one of my favorite Netflix shows, uh, I Think You Should Leave, uh, with Tim Robinson. Uh, yes, he, you're right. He was in that. Yeah. He he was phenomenal in that, and he actually has a new show coming out now. Uh, uh, it's in post. Uh, he's playing in Space Force. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, I, the I, op- creators of The Office. Yeah. So uh, shame. Yeah. Shame. Uh, one thing about Jerry Stiller is that so him and his wife um, were a comedic duo. Oh really? Um, and they've been performing for decades on tv and on stage and i had no idea i just found this out upon after after learning that he died was that it was him and his wife if you've seen the movie heavyweights mm-hmm. who were the original owners of the camp that gets taken over by their son ben stiller yeah yeah they were i had no <laughs> idea that that was his that they were like legit uh couple in irl oh. mm-hmm. uh but I thought that was really interesting. That and that his son Ben Stiller plays the character who takes over the camp. Yeah, they worked together in a lot of stuff. He was his um, he was his manager in Zoolander. Yes, yep. also. most famously known as yeah. I think that's when everyone found out that they were father and son too from that movie. 
Maybe that's when you found out, Tyler. Uh, that is when I found out. <laughs> I'm just going to just put my mind with the general audience. Like, Jerry, we all found out. Jerry Stiller and Ben Stiller look almost alike, just different colored hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, and then a bit of uh, humorous news. Um, Robert Pattinson did an interview um, with GQ, oh no, Vanity Fair um, and GQ. But what's interesting about the GQ interview is that he took his own gq cover in quarantine like he took pictures of himself for the gq cover hmm. um in quarantine because oh, he's wow. basically he's basically uh isolating in london yeah in an, in an apartment and um he probably figured he's just like you know enough people need me now you know after he, he's still on the high of the lighthouse <laughs> and he heard the show and our praise uh, for it and he's like people need us yeah need so, a quarantine. Um, and he's He's uh, spending his uh, time in limbo from Batman uh, microwaving pasta. What? And Robert, um, come on, dude! You can boil it. You don't have to microwave it. Uh, not in, not maybe not in his uh, uh, case. Um, <laughs> um, so Robert Pattinson is supposed to be preparing to play Batman in the Batman. Instead, he is microwaving pasta. Yes, pasta, as in pasta, the food, the thing you boil. Um, yeah, microwaving it. Come on, Pattinson. He uh, says it's not good pasta. and doesn't recommend it. <laughs> well, it's uh, good. thank God. And, um, yeah, so he's basically almost living uh, very poorly, and he's not t- staying in shape uh, for the role of Batman. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> he'll, he'll do a quick turnaround once they no. continue filming. Yeah, he looks like he yeah. has a he has a can-do attitude and a high metabolism. Yeah. Fast metabolism, which is not high. Fast. Um, he, uh, the actor, Robert Pattinson, is um, hoping to diversify beyond his work on the big screen, said he had been wondering how to give pasta the same kind of fast food credentials as burgers and pizza. <laughs> Mm. Uh, oh my god! He, uh, he's uh, he's allegedly gone so far to brainstorm a type of handheld pasta, <laughs> as well as a name for his venture. Uh, handheld pasta, Picciolini Cucino, which means little pillow in Italian. Oh. Because he is a famous person, Pattinson was able to bring his idea to Lele Messamini, co-founder of a sushi hotspot. Um. Sugarfish and proprietor of Pasta Bar Uobo. Uh, so apparently he's starting businesses in quarantine uh, hmm. involving handheld pasta. Um, Interesting. They already have that. It's called Craft Easy Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is long grain. This is like long, like oh. long noodle. We're talking about pasta, pasta corn dogs here. <laughs> yeah. So he he microwaved penne pasta, dumped it into foil which sends smothered layers of cheese and sugar um Ugh. it really needs a sugar crust he explained he also added a layer of crushed cornflakes um then what? eventually topped it all with a hamburger bun which had been burned with the initials pc what the fuck is going on in his life right now that he feels the need to microwave pasta put it on a hamburger bun with a shit ton of sugar I, I, it's, it's unbelievable i can't believe Tyler, he's he's trying you... to he's really trying to sell his company He's doing this for his brand. Wow! If if you had if you had the money, Tyler, tell me you'd do anything different. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you got me there. 
<laughs> you got me there. I mean, I yeah, I'm not gonna lie and say I haven't put pasta in a hot dog bun before and ate it at three o'clock in the morning in front of a fridge. All right, that's true. We've all cold pasta, and I'm pretty sure that's where the inspiration is coming from for this. He's just like, oh my god! But Robert Pattinson is such a highly motivated man. He wants. To He's gonna make money off of this. He wants to make adventure. money off of it. Um. So he. Uh, this was done. All interview done on Facetime, by the way. So the, the interviewer is watching this, <laughs> watching Robert Pattinson do. <laughs> and he's, like, wa- he's, he's, he's watching pot. Robert Pattinson uh, shove his pasta vention into an oven <laughs> that may or may not have been actually God. been a microwave. He broke the microwave. I'm working in the know. wrong industry right now. <laughs> I should be working at Vanity Fair. Uh. Yeah. So that's what's going on in Robert Pattinson's quarantine. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was really funny. Can't, that was, that was humorous. I'm glad everything? I know that now. Stay here that in my life. for the latest RPATS news. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right, let's get into streaming big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I got a I got a few uh, things to I'll go blow through them real fast because we're already thirty seven minutes in and we yep. haven't even haven't even scratched the surface. Um, <laughs> so, um, one movie I did not watch this week, but I saw that it popped up on Pluto TV. Um, Pluto, oh, wow. yeah. Again, we're gonna we're gonna revisit the early stages of this podcast. We were recommending Pluto TV or Pluto TV to everyone. I'm gonna reiterate that. Go to your yeah. streaming uh, um, hardware of choice, whether it be your smart TV, your PlayStation or Xbox, uh, your Roku device, whatever it is that you have the uh, streaming apps on, and download mm-hmm. Pluto TV. It's free. It's basically just TV, really. Tons of channels of binge-worthy content. And then yeah. there's a ton of streaming movies you can watch, too. And they all have commercials in them, like TV. So anyways, um, Attack the Block from 2011 is uh, streaming f- um, for free on Pluto with ads right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a real fun, real fun kind of a sci-fi action movie um, where a, a, group, a group of... Uh, John Boyega. John yep, Boyega, right? Yep, group of tre- cheeky young uh, ne'er-do-wells, street-dweller, gutter snipes, street urchins, whatever you want to call them, are kind of running amok in their little town and they call it their block and it's like their neighborhood in uh, kind of a crappy part of a town in uh, maybe london maybe outside london um and a meteor hits and there's an alien on board of the meteor and the character design for these aliens are is so 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 good it is unique it is very interesting it is Mm -hmm. effective Uh, have you guys seen this no the director who's the director uh, director Joe Cornish. Yeah, what what did he do? <clears throat> else did he do? I know he's done. He did the kid who would be king. Kid who would be king. The Adventures of Tintin, that weird animated one, and then a few episodes of The Lowdown. I think. I think that's a TV show. Yeah, I um, could have swore I saw something else that he directed. Maybe, maybe, but it it is a uh, young John Boyega in this, mm-hmm. and Nick Frost from uh, Hot Fuzz. Ant Man. He did Ant Man. He, oh no, he wrote. Well, maybe he directed it, man, too. Ant Man. Yeah. Well, J- Joe Cornish's early stuff, John Boyega's early stuff. It's a fun movie. Um, I won't get. I won't spoil too much about the creatures, but basically, the, they're made of darkness. They're darkness. They're, they're they're like these fuzzy bear-like creatures. They're very fast and can climb walls, mm-hmm. and they uh, they're kind of large. They're about the size of like a maybe like a um, Burmese mountain dog or something like that, or a yeah. Great Pyrenees, like a big fluffy dog. 
but their their all their fur is 100% black like the vo- void of light and they're uh, they don't have eyes that you can see and they, when their teeth snarl their teeth they have these glowing blue teeth so it's very interesting very very interesting so that's attack the block on streaming on pluto mm-hmm. um and then i watched a classic francis ford coppola movie that i had heard really good um recommendation for for many months i've had on my list for a long time it seemed like homework so i, I kind of didn't i didn't have it very top and it's called um the conversation starring gene hackman from 1974 oh, i've seen this have you yeah a long time ago <clears throat> written directed and produced by francis ford coppola starring gene hackman um small part by young harrison ford um and also uh, co-starring john cassell um John Cassale is a really interesting person in itself, and his story is more interesting than the movie was. And it was this movie, the the conversation starts uh, follows Gene Hackman. He's like a private um, investigator. He's like a wiretapper, and he's hired yeah. to listen to a conversation between a young couple. And then he wrestles with his morality whether or not he should turn this information in because he thinks if he turns the tapes in to the person who hired him, that he, the guy's going to kill these people. So uh, um, that's yeah. the, that's the long and short of it. It's got ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and yeah. 7.8 on IMDb. It's one of those movies that is like one of the best movies. Yeah. But it's it, like, it, it it sounds like homework. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and it was enjoyable. I really, I did enjoy it. It's almost like a character study on paranoia. Um, yeah. Because he, he's, I mean, he's a professional wiretapper, so he always thinks that someone's listening and he always watching his back. I don't know. Um, uh, Blank Check is a real gripping film about paranoia. Blank check. Yeah, the Disney. One of the kid gets hit by the bike, and the then Disney movie gets, film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sinbad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On par Juice? with the conversation with Gene Hackman. Oh, thanks. That one kid who looks like a Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, starring uh, starring Sinbad and Wayne Knight. <laughs> oh yeah, Wayne Knight. I forgot. Um, so, anyways, um, the uh, the movie's very good. Um, I can't say it's a bad movie. It's de- it's not like wasn't up my alley. It was a little bit of a slow burn. It but it was long? a slow. Yeah, it's an hour and fifty-three minutes, almost two hours. So it's a little, a little long. But I didn't. I mean, I wasn't uh, bored throughout it. Yeah. Um, and then the ending has a really cool wrap up that uh, I wasn't expecting. Um, but the interesting, the really interest, most interesting thing about after watching this movie is the fact that John Cassale. Um, I've heard some stories about him. He was a short-lived Hollywood actor. He died after making only five films. Mm-hmm. And all five films were nominated for Best Picture. Damn. Huh. Very, very weird, interesting thing. It's yeah. like, it's like Godfather, the... one through three, um, the conversation, and uh, what was it? All Deer, Francis Deer, Ford Coppola movies. Deer Hunter, I think, too. Oh, Deer Hunter. Um, I think so. I've heard, I'm not, I've heard I'm not really sure. good things about that one. Deer Hunter is nuts. I, I, I sh- also, another really long movie. No, I've been slacking. I I got to do some homework too. I need I need to start watching these homework. Four of those movies, movies are Francis Ford Coppola movies. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh. <laughs> so anyway, so that that's uh that was a, that was a great watch. And if you're if you want to get a bit of like quote unquote great cinema from you know the 70s from um, historic director like Francis Ford Coppola, you know it's mm-hmm. it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, John Cassale, he was also in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Okay. Maybe that's um, the other one. As uh, a lot, starring alongside Al Pacino, mm-hmm. um, his like partner in crime is robbing this bank. Um, Godfather one through three, Dog Day Afternoon, the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
that it? Maybe he wasn't. Maybe it wasn't Deer Hunter he was in. No, he's in Deer Hunter. Is it as well? I guess that's maybe he wasn't on in all three. Either way, yeah. Uh, What what a pedigree! Uh, And then he died. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then he died. And then real quick, which I'm not going to go into anymore because we were already running long, but I just saw that the Eric Andre show is streaming on Hulu now. What? All four, se- all four seasons. Actually, five seasons, it says. Huh. So, fan- yeah, I saw that the other day. Fantastic. Um, it is absolutely show. 100% absurd, gross, I don't know. Over- over-the-top interview show. It's set like a crappy public access show. Yeah. And it is it is unique comedy like you've never seen before if you've never heard of Eric Andre. He's he's a visionary in comedy. He's a visionary. Like he, he's yeah. he's truly he he's basically the uh Bill Murray of our generation. I don't know about that. I think he's more like uh Tom Green of our generation. Oh yeah. no, because <laughs> yeah. Tom Green yes. crashed and burned. Like he's not even relevant anymore. I think Eric well, Andre is going to be relevant for years to come. Well, that that's that what people said about seen. Tom. Green. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> he's he's starting to make movies. He has that movie. That's Make sure you with, listen uh, to Tiff- episode fifty thousand. Yeah, he's yeah. Tif- Tiffany Haddish and him have a movie coming out. It's like some road it's like trip a, movie. It's like a jackass type of yeah like road trip movie. Yeah. Uh, or Borat, yeah, where it's like it's a real life ba- situation scene, what is scenes it? filmed. There's like a loose plot to it. it. Is it is it bad bad grandpa? Was that the movie that Jackass yeah, made? Yeah, bad grandpa. Well, I think okay. it was the production company was involved. I don't think it was like uh, Johnny Knoxville. I think was involved too. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, he was the bad grandpa. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Robert De Niro. No, that was a, that was a Zac Efron. That was an actual movie. Oh, this other grandpa. this oh, other movie. Grandpa. How could I yeah, forget? Dir- Dirty Grandpa. Yeah, dir- <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember which one was which. There was two movies with the yeah. similar titles. So that's yeah. it. That's uh, watch 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 the conversation if you want some uh, quality cinema. Watch Attack the Block if you want something fun. And where's watch where's Eric conversation? Andre. Huh? Where's conversation? Conversations Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Tyler. All right. Uh, my streaming pick is. Uh, it's this is a it's a documentary. It's called Senna, uh, made in 2010. It is a, about a Brazilian Formula One race driver, racing driver. His name is Ayrton Senna. Art, yeah, yeah. All right, so you know about him. Um, oh, and how he got great documentary. Yeah, and he got fucked over by the F1 uh, community because he was so good at what he did. Um. This is a I, I cried at this documentary. Like I, I rewatched it again, and I, I still cried. Like I shed tears. That's impressive. It, it's mm-hmm. you you see it's it's so it is great. So so ba- so the basic synopsis without giving anything away is that there's this guy. He's from Brazil. He is a <clears throat> uh, a legendary driver. Like he's the I, I I I'd say he's the best driver that ever lived in the he's world the michael jordan of f1 yeah he he's the best driver that has ever lived in f1 um he basically is so good that it's kind of screwing up with the rigging process of how professional sports are played out because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like back-end deals in sports and he was kind of like you know fuck fuck this like scene like i'm just gonna win like I don't give a shit. Basically, Ricky Bobby, and um, <laughs> it's so basically it kind of like 
it kind of follows the documentary follows his career on like what he did what he accomplished and like what he advocated for and uh and his untimely death as well and uh, it's 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 just one of those documentaries that if you if you like it, it, you don't even have to like cars or anything but if you like the good versus evil archetype in a documentary this is a a phenomenal documentary mm-hmm. that that spotlights that good person versus evil corporation sort of like struggle and it's funny because well not funny i would say it's more ironic that they can't do anything about it because he keeps winning like he's so good like they can't like they 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 try to fuck with him like every step of the way and he just he just foils their plans and so Mm -hmm. uh senna is streaming on netflix and it's an incredible documentary uh you you if you don't cry you have you have no soul so Uh, yeah did you mention this pete a while ago yeah yeah the beautiful thing about this documentary is that there it's it's constructed and produced in a way that i've never seen on a documentary it's a hundred percent archival footage there's no talking heads yep there's no yeah. new footage. Oh, for yeah, whatsoever. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the hook that it got me at least when I watched it, and it is a great documentary. And it's a, about a character, a character that from a world that I don't really know anything about. I'm a car guy, um, but I, I'm not a race car guy, and it was still very, very um, impactful to me. <clears throat> and you can tell the quality of the movie right off the bat. Um, but having it built off of news footage and um, recordings and interviews of the time was really, really fantastic. It's the amount of footage just raw footage that they had of that was it was beautiful i always so. wonder about that We're like where do they keep this shit stored i don't know <laughs> i i did look into it after i watched the documentary and the filmmakers had to um they had to like basically beg a lot of um, countries and uh, news organizations internationally to give them footage because yeah. it, it was a he's a very controversial figure and his his death was something that shocked the world his death and, is controversial. Uh, After you watch this documentary, yeah. you you will definitely uh, question yeah. the his death, the like, events surrounding his death. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that part didn't stick with me too much, but it was I just really? I enjoyed wow. it. In, in, no, I I enjoyed I enjoyed learning about the character and any person who is the best at what they do, regardless of if it's something I care about or not, is somebody that is really interesting to take a snapshot of their life sure. because what it takes to be the best at anything is fascinating. You know, and what I appreciated about this documentary too, is they didn't go into like his personal life. It was strictly focused on his racing career. Like much, yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to be like, Oh, he was such a, like a great person or anything. It was just his professional oh, yeah. life. And yeah. that's, that's where a lot of my praise comes from. This movie is that it's so focused is so focused mm-hmm. on the point that is trying to make and with that said that is that's it that's all uh, well actually i do i do have something to uh what is this where's 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 it streaming uh, Net- yeah, yeah it streaming? it's streaming on netflix um s-e-n-n-a yeah yeah s-e-n-n-a yep. um and then on top of that i just uh you know just really quickly i wanted to uh point out that this is the streaming golden era so for all of you uh, people who want to get into watching movies or if you like movies already uh 
you know, it's great to be a subscriber to Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon, or what have you, because I I was perusing the libraries of each of these streaming uh, places, and there, there's just such incredible content there. Like, you know, you got all of the Indiana Jones <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, they, it's 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 great. I I guess I was just trying to input hot, Indiana hot Jones. Take. In Netflix this. has good movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, uh, with that said, though, uh, Joseph, do you have a streaming pick for us? Yeah, I do. Um, it is the entire catalog of Hulu. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a couple. Um, You've been really on that Hulu hype. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on Hulu, um, like Seinfeld. And plus, you don't have to watch uh, commercials with Hulu now. I know it's very nice, yeah, very cool. It's it's very it was very jarring at first, I have to say, because oh, I was really? so used to the I was so used to the format, especially watching Seinfeld, because it's like he does a stand up and then ninety second commercial break, and then it goes into the show, rest of the show, and then the end of the show, it's like it's like they they break they take a break between the end of the show and the credits of the show which is really dumb yeah that's um, dumb. for our listeners anyway. out there i gave i gave my hulu login to joseph because uh we started watching seinfeld one night and then a commercial came on and i was i, I was appalled and quite yeah. frankly i was offended <laughs> that you were even <laughs> watching your favorite show with ads i was like i can't believe this i i, I got to give you my login so <laughs> Yes, and I'm very uh, thankful for it. Well, um, I, I'm glad. So, uh, one quick thing, uh, McMillions. I finished McMillions, and it is very good, very uh, funny and sad. Um, it gets sadder as the show progresses because, like, basically... Wait, McMillions? The, yeah, McMillions. That was my stream pick last week, right? Yeah. Was it last week? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it gets sadder as it goes on because the quote-unquote winners of the show are basically, like, ordinary people whose lives are ruined because of this scam um and it's uh very sad to hear their stories about during the time of when it happened sure. mm-hmm. um, so mcmillions i recommend it it's on hbo and hulu if you have hbo i think i don't know through hulu. yeah um so yeah mcmillions um but my uh, actual stream picks i have another movie for children um, right. And Tyler, <laughs> another children's this, movie. Uh, I have two. One's a, really one's, a, one's a children's movie. I've always liked kids movies. I know. Um, um, <laughs> one's oh, a kids on. movie. One's very much not a kids movie. Uh, the first one, Missing Link, a movie came out last year. It is a Leica production from the makers of Coraline, uh, the Box Trolls, uh, Kubo. And the two strings, um, and now this one starring Hugh Jackman and Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays like a uh, like a person who is like an adventure explorer guy who just goes around and like discovering like myths and legends, like the Loch Ness monster and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. And basically, just documenting it. He's not like a hunter or anything. He just takes pictures and leaves. Um, <laughs> and Zach Galifianakis plays the titular missing link. Um, oh, really? That's cool. Who who can uh, who basically he sends Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman's character, also known as Sir Lionel Frost. Um, mm. He sends him a letter, um, basically asking him to help him 
discover it's kind of like kung fu panda 2 story mm. where he's like well, he he hears about a gathering or mm. uh, a, a village or a uh place where there's more of him around uh, oh, more okay. of, more of creatures like him um who are known as the yetis um mm-hmm. and it just is their journey from washington state where he goes to find him to the himalayas um and it's very it's very funny very entertaining and the Leica movies are just so impressive in general because they're all stop motion um and the amount of work that goes into these movies is insane could have sworn this was an animated one i didn't think it was stop motion yeah like all Leica movies are all stop motion yeah that's um, really impressive they're and it's it's insane what they can do um the technology where it's where it's uh, evolved these days i mean chicken mm-hmm. run Wallace and Gromit uh, is still good, but it's in. But this is like another level of animation, like stop yeah. motion animation. Um, it really like it blurs the line between CG animated movies and and stop motion animated movies because like it's hard to tell really that it's hard to believe that this was hand animated, um, and it's it's really good. Where's that um, streaming? That's streaming on Hulu. And this next one is not a kid's movie, although puppets are involved. It is <laughs> Team America World Police. Um, oh, yeah. Streaming on HBO Now. America, fuck yeah. At, uh, HBO Go, DirecTV. <laughs> um, it is, I I revisited this movie just be, for some reason we started talking about it. Yeah, we were talking uh, about it last uh, week. <laughs> and I don't know what spurred it, but I, I really inspired me to watch it. So I, I, I watched, watched it, it. I watched it, and it is still very funny. Um, I remember watching it in theaters with my dad when it came out. You watched it in uh, theaters? Yep, I did in wow. 2004. I was 12 years old. It's a good 12 year old movie, young. honestly. Like it's a good movie to show you a 12 year old. It was. It was. It was. I got the same laughs. The same laughs. Um, it's over over the top, and I think I got some more of the jokes this time. Sure, yeah, sure, um, sure. As opposed to when I was twelve years old, <laughs> um, it is very funny. It's politically um, incorrect to all sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, it is in all countries. Offensive for the sake of being offensive, and it's not really uh, like you know over the top offensive either, which I appreciate. No, like, it, it, like it's restrained in some ways, but it is over the top. But it's restrained yeah. to not being offensive. Yeah, there's like the dick pussy asshole jokes <laughs> all over the place. There's like uh, there's like a five minute puppet sex scene, um, <laughs> which is which was really weird. <laughs> and I guess there's like an extended version of that scene. Yeah, there's a much worse version of that. Yeah, that they weren't allowed weren't allowed to put in theaters. Um, isn't there like shitting involved? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw actually saw that cut. <laughs> I think I've seen it too. I feel like I saw it like maybe afterwards after the theater. Yeah, I think it was on the DVD or whatever. Um, but <laughs> yeah, basically so the premise stupid. of the movie is uh, Gary uh, Gary Johnston, John- Johnston is a is a stage actor who gets hired by Team America. Um, he gets discovered by Spotswood, um, and uh, to help Team America uncover terrorist um, plots, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and because without actors, they're like lamps of the slaughter. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, they really need an actor on their team of yeah. world vigilante uh, super super uh, agents. Yeah, they couldn't just you know train a person to act well. <laughs> yeah. <but> anyways, no. <laughs> and then and then Kim Jong Il is um, conspiring with the world terrorists terrorists around the world to um, gather all the most important people to his place and blow them up. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically the premise. And Team America has to stop them because they're the world police. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny. It's very short. I felt like I was watching like a TV show by the time I was over. Yeah, it's an easy watch, and it's it's absolutely hundred percent ridiculous. Yeah. It's so over the top. Um, there's a puking scene with a puppet. Where he's <laughs> drank drank too much in an alleyway, and he pukes ten times the amount of his, his body mass just keeps going and going it's so funny <laughs> yeah very funny streaming on hbo now um if you like that super if you like south park if you watch south park then you'll like this um if you like trey parker or matt stone you'll yeah. like it um but anyway yeah that's it cool well, awesome time to move on to the square oh, a boy. Uh, <laughs> very exciting two and a half hour movie um I know. I was watching. I, no I was idea. watching it this morning, and I, I I paused it so I could like get a glass of water or something. And I was just like, "How much do I have time left to watch this movie?" And it was just like two hours and twenty minutes <laughs> left. Are you what? <laughs> so you got ten minutes in. You have one. You got thirsty. Yeah, I was just like, "What the <laughs> hell?" What, what, I mean, I'm ten minutes into this movie. How much more is there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought this is a thirty minute short. Uh, so Joseph, uh, what is the square about? What? what, what well, it's interesting. It's interesting you ask me that, Tyler. <laughs> the square is about uh, our main character is a chief curator for a museum in Stockholm, Sweden, um, and he a lot of stuff happens to him. Um, he gets his he gets pickpocketed, and he makes some bad decisions about some art exhibitions, which result in some bad press. And then he starts, he bangs Elizabeth Moss. And then she's like, remember my name? And then he's like, of course I know your name. And then, yes, uh, I do. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, yeah. Um, and there's a monkey man involved. Um, and an actual monkey, too. Yeah, there's a monkey I, man. Yeah. yeah. There's a bonobo, a full-grown bonobo monkey. Mm-hmm. Chimpanzee, yeah, two which was the first, involved. the first one to uh, appear on screen, apparently. Um, what? The first uh, full-grown bonobo. Wow, monkey. Really? What a... Yeah. Ever? Um. Yeah. So this was a movie uh, about <laughs> existential crisis, crises, crises, existential crises, mid midlife crises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I enjoyed it. This is certainly a movie. I uh, <laughs> did. I uh, I'll I'll just say so far I, I enjoyed it. What did you guys think? Um. Well, I'll I'll say this. I watched this this morning, actually yesterday morning, and Justice and Brianna were at, sitting at the kitchen table working on their own projects, and but it was on. Mm-hmm. clearly loud enough for them to listen in the room. and kind of pay attention. Yeah. yeah, it was in the same room. And um, probably 30 minutes in, Brie asked, she looked over and she goes, how's your movie? You like it? And I'm like, um, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yet. And then, and then about an hour and a half in, she goes, so "How's your movie? You like it yet?" I'm like, mm, "Not too sure." <laughs> <laughs> it was about two hours and ten minutes in, right before the climax, and she goes, "Well, is the movie good yet?" And I'm like, ah, "I don't know." I, I, maybe I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she's like, "That's okay." Maybe, maybe it's good, but I just don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's kind of how I think I land, what I landed on at the end of the day with this movie is that it was uh, scene by scene. It was technically proficient, and there was a lot of really interesting things. The staircase shot of him climbing up the stairs with and I, I, oh near the I'm end sh- of the movie. Yeah, I'm sure you remember that scene. That yes. scene, that shot. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking, how did they make, how did they shoot this? He's perfectly framed in the corner of the frame the entire yeah, it's, time. It's literally like robotic. Yeah, it, it's it, like the either, stairs are mechanical, and he's just like moving up the stairmaster. It, I, I, it had to have either been a really long, twisting like um, drop, articulating jig, like arm. From, yeah, articulating yeah. arm from the top that it was trained on him, or the cameraman was also climbing the stairs in unison with him on a steady cam. That would be fr- very difficult in a very very awkward position. I, I, yeah, I, I was thinking, so. I was thinking that he was following a path on the stairs case where like they put x's on each step oh to yeah where he was, it i mean been, he, it was timed for sure he, he was definitely on a path yeah yeah metered i mean it, there is only one direction to i go think that's what it, i think that's stairs. what it was but i i, but, I ain't no but that i mean the movie expert so that that scene was great the like the weird look interactions between the characters scene by scene was great mm. all the little details that just kind of throw you for a loop like there's just a baby in their board meetings <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, just like really, really weird, really that. small, really yeah, small all those details. little, all these, yeah, all these little bits was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's interesting. I wonder why he did that. And then nothing, never, nothing happens from it. And then you're like, the, okay, well, the chef yelling at the crowd. That was fantastic. You know, all, there was a lot of things in it that just really like spoke to me in a good way. But at the end of the movie, I was like, I don't know, just didn't land with me. It was like it was trying to be very precious and and say a lot. Yes. With no connection. It was like, and Brie said it perfectly. I will credit her in this. And I feel 100%. This was like a modern art e- e- exhibit oh my put into a movie. It was like, it's, it's. That's how I started feeling about like maybe halfway in. Absolutely. Absolutely. She said it and I, it's like embodied my entire feeling for the movie. So, um, Tyler? so uh, after I watched this movie, uh, well, at first I, I was upset with the, the time of the movie it's two and a half hours long (laughs) so every time i kept pausing it to you know get lentil soup or get some water or something you know what have you in a regular day life Mm -hmm. i'd pause and i'd look at to see how much i had left and i was like oh my god like what what the fuck could happen still um (laughs) the the movie is everything the movie i so the movie i i was expecting a like twist of gruesome in nature. Oh yeah, of a gruesome um, nature. Yeah, I was expecting mm-hmm. something extreme to happen, especially when they point out in that one scene of where they're pitching their idea for how they're going to promote the square uh, art installation. I was thinking, oh, they're gonna. It, this is basically the whole movie is going to be like that pitch, you know, and then at the end, they're going to have mm-hmm. like an extreme ending. Didn't happen. Uh, I thought, I thought on a technical aspect, like some of the, some of the shots and perspectives that they used were very 
very intelligent, but the story could have used a little bit more polishing. Um, I didn't really give a shit about any of the characters. And uh, quite frankly, uh, the uh, movie poster is uh, very misleading to the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. What's the poster? I didn't see the poster. The poster is of the monkey man with his like little stupid ass crutches sitting on the table, f- flexing. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> has nothing to like. That's such a small aspect of this movie. Um, yeah. I think this movie is a really good critique on modern art because of how seemingly nonsensical modern art is um, Mm. and the politics that go behind it because you go uh, especially kind of towards the end of the movie uh, Christian and uh, I would assume like the person who is his liaison to the board who funds this museum uh, they they go into depth about like okay so like you know we need to like control this PR aspect of it all and um, I thought this movie was it, it's 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 weird like I I like this movie but at the same time like I found myself desiring more pushing of the envelope so to speak and uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a particular scene that I will get into later on that. I wish would have gone more extreme, but um, I uh, initial thoughts. I think this movie was technically very well done. A lot of competent people were involved, uh, but I was left with a desire for a more uh, extreme. Just more. Uh, I think. I think it. They played it very safely, and um, I think they could have done a lot more. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so it, it's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, Joseph. That's interesting you that you say they could have done more because that's like one of the main themes of the movie is that like the whole museum is like is like well we could we need to push the envelope we need to we need to like draw attention to ourselves sure. and then they blow up a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> blow up a kid. <laughs> so I think that was the. Uh, <laughs> That was a quote unquote pushing the envelope and um but yeah un- I think unfortunately for me um the movie it got to a point near the end where I was just kind of like unfortunately waiting for it to be over. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was like this seems like the end right here. This seems like a perfect ending right here. And then it just <laughs> kept on going for maybe another 20 minutes. <laughs> you know, they probably could have cut out maybe 30 minutes of the movie. Uh, I thought the same they could have cut out that under, whole under, uh, under animal hours. scene, the whole fucking. Th- the... Okay, so uh, for how dare how dare you? How wait, dare wait, you? wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. All right, let me restrain myself are you referring, here. Are you referring to the dinner scene? Yes. Oh, that scene was like one of the best scenes. If in the that movie. scene doesn't exist, this movie loses a whole star for me. You know, honestly, I think that I, I, this might be a hot take, uh, but I think that scene was unnecessary to the movie. I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, right away you're 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 thrown into the modern art world, and modern art is modern art sucks. Very di- is very divisive. It's um, very polarizing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've been to the SF 
uh, San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Um, and it sucked. And it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> I I like the ideas. I hate other ideas. You know, the, I mean, the whole, like, taking a urinal and just putting it on something and, like, <laughs> somehow it's art. You know, it, it's, there's, like, there's a, I don't know. It's just, there's there's things that it's people can con- things can people can connect to that I can't connect to and it could be maybe them just being like pretentious and I or and I'm just like like mm-hmm. being realistic and there's actually there's actually like maybe there is a meaning behind it and I'm just missing it or you know I can't relate to it you know there's like the, the this movie is the ent- entire question of like what is art sure uh, it's and interesting it's up that in you the... say that. Yeah, I I, I, I do agree with that because I started questioning myself. I was just like, because I found myself getting like frustrated, and I was just like, oh, modern art is such a fucking like circle jerk of like rich people. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, You're I was like, there. well, like, who am I to say? Like, so that that yeah. that's the duality I have with modern art and with the square is is that like i questioned my own I think, opinion on the movie yeah. while i was watching the freaking movie <laughs> <laughs> maybe that oh, I mean, that funny. could have been the goal yeah they were and successful they, they, achieved, they, they achieved the goal if that was the the goal because like the whole movie i think is like the idea of the square i think is the entire character that christian like his life in the movie that we see like he's experiencing what the square is supposed to be mm-hmm. uh, representing. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, there's Christian tons, was really ton, tons and ton, tons and tons of square imagery. Yes. That, of, that in this movie, fisted that square imagery very early on in the movie. I, I think it was super, super ham fisted. I thought that was pretty well done. It yeah. Like, it was very, for a, very, for a movie called the square, they don't show the, the art installation called yeah. the square. Very and often. that, and yeah, they're, that, yeah, there were things we don't even see the artist who is like responsible yeah, for the square. What the no. hell's up with that? But there is high quality, re- high resolution photos. Yeah, on there's website. high resolution yeah, there photos. High Look it up. So yeah, we <laughs> never see the artist, which was very, very weird. Um, and but I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I will probably not watch it again. Um, and uh, it's just because it's too long, yeah. and it's just like I. It's and Deanna didn't want to watch it, and I'm not imagining myself watching it by myself again. Yeah, let me put on the square, you know. I, you know, I got a drink in my hand. And, you know, the lights are dim. I'll talk, I'll talk Let's about put the on monkey. the square. Uh, you know, I'll talk about the monkey dinner scene um, in the future. I guarantee. Oh, I will. sure. That's iconic. I probably, honestly, I, it's an I iconic. Could, scene. I would watch. I would watch scenes from this movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, like like that's like the like that scene. You know, and it's interesting that. So just for some like some trivia about the guy who plays the monkey, he is an actor who played Kong in Skull in Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. um, and he was in some rise in the Planet of the Apes remakes. Um, well, he has to um, be. So he's so not. He, he knows monkeys. Yeah. So it's not like he's a motion. He's a motion I, capture uh, actor. Yeah, like Andy Serkis. Um, Seems and very I, no- notary. Part of me. Um, when I was watching it, I was like, is he like, is that like guy, like an actual artist? Is he a, like a, cause he's doing this. Like he's going like 
all in on this role. You know, honestly, yeah, I, I was feel I felt very satisfied with that scene too. Although I think it could have been cut out for the plot of the movie, but for him to be like fucking with these like ultra bougie rich people in this way was ooh, it was so satisfying to see them making them uncomfortable because like he kept going, like he kept pushing and pushing, and then eventually, yeah. Well, you know, like eventually yeah. they 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 beat him. <laughs> yeah, and you know what else is interesting that you say these bougie people, Tyler, yeah. is that all the people in the dinner scene were drawn from the actual ranks of Sweden's one percent. No way! Are, are you are serious? Act- yeah, they are actually the art Illuminati of. Sweden. God damn yeah. it! So uh, this movie, uh, there, there's a lot more depth to this movie that I even knew about. I, uh, I, yeah. So it. it there's actual billionaires being fucked with by it's, that guy. It's, by it's guy. really a modern art piece, which, uh, well, knowing <laughs> that context, uh, it kind of elevates more of my respect for this movie. Honestly, I, I wish I, I wish yeah. I knew this going in. I. Uh, Do you want to know something else that's uh, interesting about this director? Yeah. Um, of course, Joseph. What's the director's name again? Uh. T- uh like Ruben Ruben Ostland 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 so his directing style is that norm, normally um most scenes you might get done in a couple takes if if it's a really intense scene or a very st- a technically um specific scene mm-hmm. it might take 20 takes or so he does about 60 to 75 takes on every single oh, shot oh fuck so he's like uh he's trying to so, be a Kubrick, Kubrick right here <laughs> He, yeah, he sees that to the fifth power. I would not uh, want to be working on his set. That would, that, yeah, that, that, he, that, that would take forever. Seventy-eight long day for shoot, a fucking two-hour movie. Oh my god! For a two, so yeah, the uh, the main character um, who plays Christian, he's um, he was he's in almost every scene, and he was there for seventy-three of the seventy-eight <laughs> days. Oh, fuck. And he's like, he said it was miserable just how much he cuts takes out of you and most of most of Ostland's uh, movies at least the ones that I've seen I've only seen the two this this and force majeure is it's extracting like the most uncomfortable parts of humanity yeah and like sp- shining a spotlight on it like the scene the scene That's after very um, very fucking li- clear uh, with square yeah after after Elizabeth Moss and him uh Christian have sex uh, she, he she corners him and basically just wants him to admit that they had sex and like hold on hold on wait the, the, a... before we get into that one I want to talk about the uncomfortable scene of him holding his condom filled with his own seed hostage we'll get there I'm in the middle of a, a middle of a thought <laughs> so the that scene itself is super super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right, obviously she he's just yeah. she, she's asking him, you know, do you, is this a habit of yours? Do you like to conquer you know, my conquest to you? Do you use your power? You know, is this what your thing that you just use your power to sleep with women? Yeah, How often you do this and blah 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 blah. And that was a great scene. I enjoyed that scene yeah, that a lot. Was, that, yeah. that was um, great dialogue. I, I was very confused about what that sound was the entire it was, time. It was supposed to be like the was, chairs. I think it was yeah, just a sound be, effect that was playing. It was an art installation. I, I from what I gathered. Yeah, it was that installation of chairs stacked up on each other, like almost like that they're gonna fall at any moment. I yeah. Think. Um, but that that was ultra ultra uncomfortable. The scene when hit with his assistant sitting in the Tesla is super uncomfortable. 
there's so many uncomfortable scenes, but the director <laughs> likes oh, to God. do that with the actors as well and make them be uncomfortable. Yeah. And the second you get, he's the uh, Christian, the actor that played Christian said, the second you get comfortable and you start feeling it and you start taking the, taking it in a different direction, the director will stop him and say, no, 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 you're acting. I need it to be real. Don't cry unless you feel like crying. Don't be angry unless you actually feel like Not being quite angry. my tempo. And they'll just, yeah, they'll, they'll spend, yeah, they'll spend all day take, doing basically one, one shot. It's basically yeah, a real um, life whiplash in, on the set. I'm on set! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I can, I mean, I mean, Kubrick, 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 um, Rubric, Rubric, <laughs> Stanley Rubric. He uh, he basically like abused his actors. Um, yeah, you know, there's oh, and yeah. and I uh, and I would like to think that Ruben Osland is not doing that. But I mean, as long as the actors are all obviously consenting and willing mm-hmm. to go through this process of achieving what is i would i probably would would call an art piece mm-hmm. of a yeah. movie um i think they did it and you know it's it's interesting to hear uh directing styles um of a especially from a director like this who has a very specific goal in mind mm-hmm. um and he doesn't want to sacrifice he wants he, like 70 70 70 to 80 takes is yeah, that's brutal. I mean, it's crazy. That he, is he, brutal. It sounds. I don't know about you, but that sounds like somebody with, who is a perfectionist. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he and it, he's is no that style is known too. So like Clace Bangs, Klaus Bang, yeah, whatever his name mm-hmm. is, that plays Christian. He he said he's aware of this, so it it was a decision to be a part of the movie. It yeah. So like, like when you oh agree, great, like, I got the part. It was like I got the part, and let's really think about. It if I want to take this, that, yeah. that, I, I want to know, spend the next two and a half with, months being put through the ringer all and day. And with that day. information, that actually makes me appreciate it more. Cause I feel like, so Kubrick, he would, he, he would get on actors and the actors wouldn't know. Like, I mean, they would know that he was like a, you know, a very great director, but they wouldn't know like yeah. the experience of working with him. So with that information, you just said Pete of him, of them knowing what they're getting into it makes me feel a little better knowing that they knew what they were getting into with the 70 yeah. takes and so this movie was great unfortunately though for me is that it's not a movie that i feel would be remembered in a cinematic history i think it would be remembered in like small groups of people rather than uh something like uh uh, space odyssey 2001 or uh shining you know like it it doesn't have that draw not not everybody has to be a it doesn't have to be the best movie but i think my point is though is that if you're gonna have that directing style the supplement needs Put the, your money where the your mouth supplement is, needs to be that it's also going to be a movie that stands the test of time. Um, it mm-hmm. it, it kind of harks back to uh, one of our. I, we had a discussion off or on air. I can't remember about uh, a, a, abusing people in the sense of getting great work out of them. That was our our conversation about Whiplash. 
yeah okay yeah so that, yeah that, that's i was kind of reminded yeah so that that's kind of it kind of harks back to that ethical dilemma is is that if you if you abuse someone enough and it, i'm using abuse very loosely here but like if you you get someone to produce their best work through maybe non-ethical ways but it stands the test of time was it worth it you know and with the square although i think it was very well done like there's some great perspective shots uh the dialogue was really good uh some points were kind of a slog um i don't think the square stands the test of time and so i want to point out a scene that i wish they had gone more extreme so obviously we can talk about the uh, monkey man you know like fucking with these like rich people which you know that's a that's mm-hmm. a communist uh, jack off dream right there <laughs> um <laughs> the hell was that <laughs> Uh, that was a communist uh, coming. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> the one scene that I wish that they had gone a, just a toe bit more is when Christian is confronted by the boy who receives the letter because he got his wallet and phone stolen. So Christian goes and he like distributes like this letter to this apartment building that he tracks his phone with everyone in the apartment yeah side note i appreciate the technological um acknowledgement in this movie it was very modern like like realistic modern and so he goes he puts a letter he's just like i'm gonna fuck you up if and return my shit and this kid gets accused of stealing the phone and wallet by his parents so like he goes and finds christian and uh which scene scene are you talking about those are the one he actually falls him back to his apartment complex it's it's in the uh, yeah in the apartment complex Mm -hmm. and he's just like i'm gonna give you a good smack if you don't leave in three two one and he like leaves and then he starts knocking on all the neighbor's doors Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna create chaos because that's what I do. Like, mm-hmm. is that's what you did to me? And then he falls on the stairs. Oh yeah, I thought he was like gonna, he fall. Yeah, I thought he was gonna die or something. Or like, I so- wanted him. I I wanted him to be gravely injured. I think that would have been a really great moment. I into... thought that's what was gonna happen. I'm glad yeah, it did too. though. I know. I, I mean, the face that Christian makes, he kind of seems like that happens. So going back to the directing style it makes me wonder if this kid if if this director just pushed this fucking kid down a flight of stairs and he was just what? like fuck you oh okay that's I, where that's where and that was the horror of christian's face is because he he actually pushed a small child downstairs down a flight of stairs mm, i'm gonna say that probably didn't happen <laughs> Um, I think well, you can, yeah, well, yeah, maybe not. I, but it, I, th- it, I think that um, the director wanted us to think that something really bad was going to happen to that kid because I the whole sure. time I was waiting for him to fall down the stairs, and then mm, and yeah. then he did, and then nothing happened. Nothing, and then yeah, and he just like kind of whines about it, and you don't even see him. You don't even see it. you just see it from no, C- Christian's don't. perspective, and you just like you said, you think that something really bad has happened. Because Christian's face, his like his reaction is like something horrible happened, like he broke his leg or 
cracked his head open yeah. or something. And but then he says, "Go home," you know. And then he you know makes the video apologizing mm-hmm. and all that. He tries to he he tries to nothing make happens with it. Yeah, nothing happens with it. He goes to see the house and give his, his daughter as an example of what he should have done the whole time, and nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, and I know. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it was well that the, the fact that you don't even see the kid when he falls down too is a is a specific directing um, style of the uh, the same director. He he does that in a lot of scenes where, like uh, again, the scene where his assistant is waiting in the Tesla as Christian distributes all these letters to the yeah. um, different apartments. There's like a group of kind of hooligans just kind of fucking with him and talking with him through the window. Yeah. It's all off screen. You never, yeah, you never see the hooligans. It never cuts back to them. It's just focused on the one guy and you're like, come on, give me something. I want to see, I want to see who's, I want to see the Tesla. Yeah. I want to, I want to see the car or something. I want to see what are they doing? What do they look like? Are they, are they actually being aggressive or is he just being really, you know, a baby about this whole thing? I mean, from, that, I think it's because from, we're being shown from his perspective like how like maybe we would feel in that position as well yeah you know it's sure. it's like it's just like it a real realistic portrayal reaction. of like awkward encounters um mm-hmm. and there was a lot of awkward encounters i i really appreciate the uh beggar scenes that they had throughout the movie it's just it's it was very realistic yeah. it's like oh i don't have cash you know, I mean, because like, think about it. Like, none of us have cash on us all the time. We all have our card, like yeah. debit cards or credit cards. You know, like we never have cash anymore. So it's especially in Sweden, it's very much a cashless uh, society. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I when I was there, didn't ha- I didn't get currency or anything. Just use my credit card. There's even pl- there was even a place that I went to that didn't even take cash. Oh hmm. fuck! Um, interesting. And it's interesting about the beggars because the beggars appear over and over again, like just yeah. just as like montages or just like random shots. Um, mm. And they're there, and like right front, up in center. There too. isn't like a, a, I mean, as far as I know, there isn't like a big homeless problem in Sweden. They're all like mm-hmm. Syrian, like they're all like refugees. Who, hey, so uh, who just, uh, who, our Swedish listeners, uh, tell us about the homeless scene. I mean, in, at least uh, when I was there, Sweden, you know, a couple of years ago, um, and they just kind of like stay there for a while. They get money and then they go back. Um, they don't. They're, they're not like Swedish residents who have come, become homeless. Not hmm. that I. I. I mean, I'm sure there are homeless people there, um, but they're definitely not uh, as much as they are here in. Northern California. Brutal. Yeah, it was it was interesting too that when he actually did give money to the beggar woman, that she was very inconsiderate. She's like, I know, I was like, oh, he did the right was, thing. She didn't say th- yeah, and she didn't say thank you once. Yeah, she didn't say please. You know, oh whatever. Yeah. You know, or be humble about it. You know, oh whatever you want to get me. You know, it kind of chicken ciabatta, no onions. Yeah, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me. Like, I, I, I'm glad you guys brought that scene up because um, I'm actually in favor of the beggar being an asshole, because he, she, I feel like she recognizes that she, this man comes from a person of, or comes from a place of wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she's just like, yeah, you know, you, you can get me this. Like, you, you have, you have the privilege of getting me this. Yeah. Like, don't just don't fucking. Don't fuck it up. Why be a dick about it? But well, why have to be? Why time, can't you say thank you? Well, that's but a lot, at the same I mean, time, I've all, we've all encountered same... homeless people who are assholes. 
at the same at the, at the same time yeah, though fuck them him being like here pick the onions off yourself was a perfect quip to her frustration of the <laughs> yeah uh, i know right societal you're being like, picky why are you being picky <laughs> And then the next scene is when he gets his wallet back, he he continues to give her more money, which is like, even though he was kind of a jerk to her about her being a jerk to him, he's still like, eh, she's still homeless. I'm still going to give her money. Yeah, they were both being jerks together, but I think it was just like an expression of frustration towards both sides of yeah, yeah, yeah. the argument, which I, I thought that was beautifully interpreted because as a person who is desperate for money and uh, food and all of the necessities like yeah they're gonna be a dick yeah especially if they're if you're gonna be a dick to another person that person is gonna be a dick to you but eventually like, <laughs> yeah. at the same time though like you're getting food and money it's... and this person is getting a sense of like oh i helped someone out but they're pissed off at the same time i thought it was i thought it was beautifully done As- uh, well this... i mean especially if you're a homeless person and you're and like like there's the stereotype of homeless people like they're all I don't know, alcoholics or drug dealers or like they're or users mm-hmm. or and they're just asking for User, more yeah. they're asking just for more money just to, you know, further their whatever addiction they may or may not ha- yeah, may or may not have. Eat, you know? Um mm-hmm. and, you know, there are it's hard you know, it's hard to tell who's being genuine. You know, I walking in Sacramento, living in Sacramento, I've been uh not, I don't want to use the word harassed. Um asked. I've been uh asked I've been harassed for money. I've been asked three times by the same person for money. Um, mm. And it was just yesterday, actually, that it happened uh, oh. for the third time. And each time he starts with the same, same story. He's like, I got, uh, he's walking around with like a wheelchair um, mm-hmm. and with just stuff on it, I think. And he's singing. And then he's like, he starts off. I don't know if you guys believe in God or not. Um, and then he's, and he starts. And then we just stop like, ah, we don't have any cash. And then we just go on. Um, and I mean, they're all used to it. They're all used to people telling them that nobody, they don't have any cash when it's mm. probably maybe half the time that people do have cash. They just don't want to give it to them. Yeah. Um, and same for me too. Like I have change and, and maybe like a couple bucks, but you know, I just don't want to, especially in the, in the current climate um, yeah. of things. And yeah. you know, am I a dick for doing that? Yeah, probably. Who who is the, who who's, who who is to, who is to decide? Is it yeah, my, who's the arbiter of yeah dickness or not? Who who whose fault is it that? Um, well, I guess we're. I mean, we're, we're gonna go. This is why I love the square, though. Is, get, uh, you love is, this. Also, you love the square. You love this. <laughs> well, I was gonna say this is why I love this idea of the movie the square is because it's so thought-provoking like yeah. listen to them back we were, we, were, to them back we were talking about this movie and then eventually we got into like giving change to homeless people yeah. <laughs> like, i mean <laughs> that was a big part of the movie even though yeah. it, it like they just constantly showed the beggars um sure. and something very interesting about this movie was about people asking for help help oh was a, yeah that was, was also really prevalent it was, that was really prevalent because like the tables turn like christian plays Twice. a guy christian plays a guy who is of the people who would not help out somebody else so like in the beginning of the movie there, there's like this huge crowd they're in this big like plaza of people walking everyone's like on their phone and then there's this woman saying would you like to save a human life today and then people are just walking by no that's okay <laughs> and, whilst, whilst there's people homeless people begging like 12 feet away 
I know, but she, it's it's still like the idea of somebody asking, "Do you want to save a human life?" And then someone goes, "No," and then they, like, like if, yeah, literally, it, like if if you take it on face level for that that question, it should be every single time. Absolutely, of course, I want to save a human life. Yeah, you know, but oh, it, we sign this thing. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't have time. Um, <laughs> and it's it's very it's it's a very interesting idea, like like they're just asking. You mean there might be like it's like a charity or if it's a I don't mm. know maybe it was a pro lifer or something, um, <laughs> you know. And so I, that, that that's if someone asked asked you, I didn't you, even think about that. That's that's the. If someone asked you, just like mm. if you like yes or no to this question will determine what happens to this human. Mm. You know, would you like to save a human life? And you say no. Okay, they're gonna die now. <laughs> you know, unnecessarily creates yeah. a def- it definitely creates oh, we're gonna a moral dilemma. See that was sure. that that was the that that's the that's I guess I mean that's the idea of that that theme whatever you want to call it of like mm. that that shot of a woman's back asking these people like towards like like basically a big crowd walking towards the camera and just like mm. and she's like parting the sea with her body. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and That's then the, and the camera just like tracks over and then there was like that whole like weird like uh woman like y- you hear like a faint help in the distance and then it gets closer and mm-hmm. closer and then you see people like look everybody like looks back like they, like it was very realistic the way they portrayed like anytime you hear oh, a sure. commotion in a crowd. That's the one. Well, that's the one where the girl is like frantically. Yeah, like, he's like he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. And um, I I just read this like bit of like uh, interview from the director about that um, about that scene, um, mm. and it like harks it, it har- damn it Tyler you got me saying hark, um, <laughs> <laughs> hark, um, and it's later pointed out in that in the monkey dinner scene when they're explaining the concept of his art installation or art performance um, that mm. like the best the the best uh idea or the best thing to do is to not not move at all not react not show fear because he will mm. sense it and he will po- oh, point you out shit, i didn't even make that connection so Damn. what what the director says is that the voice warns that the animal is trained to sense weakness and fear so the best defense is to stay very still and hope for the misfortune of others it's about the bystander effect. The reason we don't have the ability to take responsibility in situations like that is because we are herd animals and we get scared. And when we get scared, we get paralyzed and we're thinking, don't take me, don't take me, take someone else instead. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that that whole scene was like a perfect representation of that idea. And Oh, sure. Yeah. That it was that, it was that very... and also, also how, uh, you know, we have what do they call it? The social contract. Yeah. The way that, the way that people, you expect people to react in certain situations. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see someone quote unquote freaking out in public, you're like, what's wrong with that guy? When maybe that is a perfectly appropriate reaction to your wife of 20 years cheating on you or whatever it is that the guy in the streets freaking out about, you know, Uh yeah. Screaming on the streets. God damn my life. You know? Yeah. Like, well, that guy's, that guy's insane. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's having a bad day. (laughs) Clearly nuts. Um, but you have the social contract, and when these uh, when these socialites uh, came to attend this art performance, mm-hmm. I guarantee they did not think that they were going to be physically assaulted by no. what equates to no. an animal. 
yeah that um, was that was such a beautiful it was it was great because you're like at what and even christian once once the monkey man chases out the alpha quote-unquote alpha male he seeks out the one dude who's cocky in the entire room because they're all like timid demure yeah, he's, he was know, the social, other artist socialites. from earlier in the he movie. was the other artist yeah yeah who had the, the gravel uh, installation yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh once he chases him out of the room christian stands up and is like all right i guess that's the end of the thing okay hey everybody thanks and he's not thanks done. to our artist and he oh basically no gets put oh in no. his place too and he, it only just begun yeah um, um I would, but, I would uh, have to say, was, uh, when uh, he started fucking with the girl, mm-hmm. um, that's where I would have stepped in, like, and yeah, uh, but uh, beat yeah, some but, ass. But, but if you were in a room, and I don't want, I don't want to go down too many crazy tangents, but if you're in a room with 150 people and everybody else is calmly, I know everybody has their heads down. Everyone's got their heads down. They're doing the, what the instructions said: just be quiet and keep mm-hmm. to yourself, and everything's gonna be fine. This is just a performance, you know would you at what point would you and i think it probably is about realistic about when people would actually step in because yeah, I, I yeah and i i don't know 100 percent if it's true or not but they said when they were filming it they they just they let the actors on scene determine when they were going to stop the monkey man oh so really it, and oh, it's, yeah, it, i i would in my head in my head i think that's probably what it would be once somebody physically gets assaulted essentially he pulls her by and her hair. Even and drag, then, starts dragging her. Like, even when he was oh, yeah. pulling her by her hair, it was still like, are they letting her, letting him do this? Right? Yeah. Now? Yeah. At that yeah. point, that, at that, that one guy got up, and then after that, like everyone, yeah, went yeah, and, uh, yeah. maybe killed the monkey. I don't know. No, at that at <laughs> that point, when he when he would have, I I mean, as soon as I saw what was happening, I would have stepped in. Like I know, like I I have no no shame in interrupting a performance art piece to stop a uh like the guy with Tourette's. assault um well the Tourette, yeah, yeah, actually you know that's funny that you mentioned that the Tourette's guy it's like come on you have Tourette's just excuse yourself you're interrupting this beautiful interview like i'm not you know like mm-hmm. the, there was a great point of oh we should be tolerant of you know his neurological disorder but i mean come on mm. you're you're you know what you're saying. Like, I know you want to see this right now, but uh, that that's why we have YouTube. You can watch it there while you say, like, wow. you know, fuck it. Let, let me see wow. your fucking boobs. Oh, well, interesting. Um, the tur- Just a little quick thing about the Tourette's yeah. uh, scene. Um, it was based on an actual incident in a Swedish theater. and was oh, I'm not surprised. And was depicted without fear of insensitivity since he said all people are satirized in his work. Yeah, yeah, and it, that was a that was an interview that the director um, Austin actually participated in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the he, scene was very effective, though, as far as it was. It was good. You're you're not sure where it's going to go, and you're just like yeah. letting the people feel yeah. it out. Yeah, I thought I um, thought the artist was going to get upset for a while. I thought he was going to have like a tantrum of some kind. Um, kind yeah, of was, chuckling he, at the whole at the yeah, yeah. bizarreness, the of absurdity the of it all. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, it, didn't, it didn't go that way. This it's it's a really interesting movie. The Square is it, it's it's just it, it's a it's like the, a yeah a view in the modern art world that you may not be exposed to. Like because I I've been to modern art exhibits and stuff, and you know like I understand mm-hmm. like some of the thought provoking things that they like point out. And uh, although like I'm not like a super big fan of modern art, I do like the fact that it provokes thought 
and um and that's what this movie accomplishes is that we're talking we we've talked about a myriad of things that this movie presented we just scratched although, the surface although this movie we you know this movie is good um i think the plot is a little bit messy in where the direction it wants to go um but at the same time it has a lot of thought provoking points and I appreciate that for a medium of art. Um, would mm-hmm. I watch this movie again? No, I, I, I wouldn't. And uh, it brings me to my next question is, <laughs> is Elizabeth Moss uh, related to Carrie Ann Moss? I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. They kind of look <laughs> similar though. Do they? A little bit. I mean, they're yeah, two white people. You yeah, and Peter are also two white people. <laughs> are you related? Yeah, yeah, you might. Yeah, you know, in probably in some ways. You a dullard? Oh, yeah. There's, there's. I mean, there's so many more things to discuss about this movie. Oh yeah, we could just go, say, we just could go watch on it for yourself. a lot longer, honestly. Yeah, watch, watch uh, it yourself. We're at, we're at the hour forty five minute mark. Right yeah, now. and I mean, there's the whole like the 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 two internet marketers or the the viral marketers <laughs> guys who yeah. we we've done a lot of research we we've done a lot of research and uh blowing up little girls with a kitten works perfectly for talking yeah and <laughs> idiots I mean, it they, they i mean they themselves seem very like pretentious and then oh, when, yeah and then oh, yeah. but then when the um the actual video came out and it shows that like little phone clip of them like chanting something. They were saying we went viral. We, it's I know it was like We've gone viral. That was We've like that was hella hella. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they were they got what they got what they wanted. They wanted a viral video campaign to compete with all the crazy shit that people's uh, vice for people's yeah. attentions. Yeah, and they got it <laughs> at what cost? And it's never ants. I mean, the, at the cost of Christian's job. The I mean. The value, the uh, the video, is of a little girl and a kitten standing in the square, mm-hmm. like a slow motion, like a Lars von Trier slow motion uh, type <laughs> That's of. That's what I was thinking when and, I saw the ad. And like, oh, mm-hmm, Lars von mm-hmm. Trier. <laughs> and it it blows up from the ground, and <laughs> part of me was like, is this like CG? Like, is this just, or did they actually blow up? It's just. It it was kind of cartoonish CG in my opinion. It was, that, yeah, it was but, the, but, the explosion happened and I started laughing. But, <laughs> Me too. But is it is it in the movie? Is did they actually kill a little girl? No, no, because no. it's that question is never answered. Oh my god! I don't think yeah. It's we never though, see the it? little girl in that kitten again. So you know, it, you know, it might. He would, but they didn't. Would have known. They didn't clarify if they didn't clarify in if, the movie. If they videotaped it in the day, what, that, it, was, it was shot in the day in front of the museum people would have known about it definitely christian would have known about that's it why, they know, that's why they know such when a the big controversy though is that they know when why. the janitor sweeps up three small bags of gravel yeah. from that stupid installation I mean. <laughs> was, you know it, it was no coincidence that this was such a controversy because they actually did uh blow up a girl and a kitten a little girl and a kitten they just found this I'm girl like, and kitten on the street where are the arrests like, i feel like some arrests are being made <laughs> well it's it's Sweden. They're 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 not gonna arrest people in Sweden. 
That's um, how it goes, right, Joseph? Yeah. They don't arrest people in Sweden. Nope. Uh, wait, hold on. We have a really big listenership in Sweden. So uh, for our Swedish <laughs> listeners, Huge. do they actually arrest people in Sweden? Like, please let us know through your comments or emails. <laughs> or text message. Um, <laughs> yeah, or text messages. <laughs> Skype, Friendster, whatever. Uh, you got. Yeah. WhatsApp. Uh, yeah, so... I mean, there's so many other things we talk about. I mean, they had the whole his like little his friend that helps him print the signs that amps him up. They they listen to Justice in the car, and they I, I could have gone without that whole scene. Yeah, that, that was uh, when a little they bit. got to the apartment complex. I'm like, what the, what was the point of that? The driving they, scene. They thought they were so funny too doing this thing, and then they get there and they both chicken out. Yeah, yeah. I know. That was hilarious though. <laughs> um, I mean the the the, the I mean it comes. Uh, almost like full circle. I mean, he finally he does do it. They don't chicken out. He does it. Yeah. And yeah. he yeah. gets back in the car and they drive away and they scratch the shit out of his Tesla, which mm-hmm. was very. Wait, is that confirmed a Tesla though? Because I was it wondering is. that. They say Tesla in in the and they show it. Yeah, oh, okay. wide shot. It. Okay. It's a Model S. And then the it's like it's supposed to be like a badass. It's, it seems like it's supposed to start out like a badass like getaway scene, because like justice starts playing again. And yeah. and then it just and turns off, along. and he starts scratching the car <laughs> on the, against the concrete yeah, block, very slowly too. It's just like it was. Uh, it was I thought comedic. they ran, I thought they ran over one of the people. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, for a yeah, second, I thought I that thought. too. Yeah, it, I thought he ran over yeah. his motorcycle. That's what the sparks were. Yeah, um, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. Uh, they actually speak Danish mm-hmm. throughout the movie, which is weird. It's uh, not Swedish. I it's it was, Danish. I thought it was German, and I was like, "It's definitely not Swedish." Yeah, it's the yeah. They actually speaks Danish. the The main actor is is Dane, um, and his friend, uh, the his coworker Michael, uh, is also Dane. All right. Well, that's. I mean, that's really. I don't. Yeah, I, we could, we. Could, I don't know. There's so many, just watch the movie. Um, watch the movie. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We could go on and on. It's already very thought provoking. Almost sure. Charles. Yeah, very thought provoking. A lot of self reflecting um, happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's move on to ratings. Unless anybody else has anything to say. No, I don't want to. I don't want to take this out any longer. Watch the damn movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. 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 I guess the only thing I would have to say is that um, the 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 condom scene was really weird. Um, I appreciated that. Scene I, I a laughed lot. a lot. Um, and I, I I thought that was a great addition to the dynamic of the relationship between the curator and Anne. Uh, other than that, yeah, let's get into ratings. Well, it's, all, it's also a break of the social contract. After you have sex with somebody, it's weird to say, hey, give me that condom. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Oh, and then yeah, it's, exactly. And it's also uncouth for a guy to say, you know what? I don't want to give this condom to you because you're probably going to steal my sperm and just have a baby with it. That's also weird. <laughs> Well, that's Both, why yeah. you, well, you guys never heard of spitting in your condoms after you're done with them? No, you're supposed to put Tabasco sauce in it and then tie the knot off and shake it up. Yeah, okay. So hey, there's, there's multiple ways, uh, listeners, to get your you sperm getting, condoms to not work. You ain't getting my seed. Yeah, this baby's mine. Um, so, no, I'll, um, I'll, I'll start ratings if you guys don't. Yeah, know. yeah. Go, what do you get this, Pete? I can, I've, I've... I can absolutely see why someone would love this movie. I could see this why um, the 
the really funny thing I think about it, uh, ultimately the deepest funny thing is that it won the Palme d'Or, like one of the most prestigious yeah. awards at Cannes, mm-hmm. which is basically made of people that they're making fun of in this movie. I know, right? <laughs> so it's like the most bougie uh, fr- film festival France's out there. top 1%. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even open to the public. It, you have to be in this elite class yeah. to uh, to participate yeah. and to vote on it. Yeah, and it was given like the be- one of the best awards there, um, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> I loved that, but it, it didn't land on me. It didn't land with me. Um, it's not. It doesn't have rewatchability. Sure, as one scene that I'll remember forever. Yeah, uh, was the the monkey man scene. Yeah, very iconic scene. But the the tone was all over the place too. Like it was set yeah. in a very very set in in the real world with no fantasy and no like uh, hyperbole. Uh-huh. But the scene when he's digging through the trash and it pans back and you show like a field of garbage bags that he's in. Mm-hmm. Oh it's yeah, like a thousand a thousand garbage bags yeah. and you're like, Jesus Christ. Okay, that's weird. He's it's like the a weird now. fantasy shot out of nowhere. I think there were tone tone issues like that that just didn't land for I me. I thought so, that was the um, end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, side note, uh, that one scene, they also did about seventy-five takes of, uh, and some takes were twenty minutes long. Wow! According to the according to the lead Jesus actor. Jesus Christ! Yeah, in the rain. So, anyways, my rating for the square is a two out of five. Two. Did not, it did did not land with me at all. Damn, I'm just done. two. Did, yeah, I'm sorry. I just I did Fuck. not. Like it. All right. Well, that's a hot take. That, okay. that, can that you, can, all right. Will you will you acknowledge uh, that it's a good movie? Yes, I will acknowledge it's a good movie. Okay. I'm I'm objectively it's a well made movie, and I'm not mad that I watched it, but I didn't like it. It's just not your thing. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. The, mon- the monkey scene movie elevated it a whole one uh, like half a star for me. Well, um, so this is on uh, cats level. Uh, no, without the, <laughs> without, 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 the, without the monkey scene, it would be a cats level movie. I had a lot more fun watching cats. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, going on the board. <laughs> uh, well, uh, my rating of this movie is a three out of five. Um, it was a two out of five uh, after I watched it, but then discussing it with you guys and uh, kind of recognizing the thought provokingness mm-hmm. it like induced into me um elevate it to a three out of five although i may not watch this movie again yeah i would recommend it to people who want to Certain... have like a cerebral kind yeah. of movie to watch yeah, uh-huh. that's that's really at the end of the day what it was like yeah the plot yeah. is kind of like non-existent but the acting is incredible. The dialogue is written mm. very well. Um, three out of five it is a it is a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 and it, it's it's brought up a lot of great points that we discussed on this show today uh, that I'm still thinking about that yeah. we could probably go on for multiple hours, but we won't. So, uh, yeah, three out of five. Um, that yeah. that is my uh, rating. Cool. Um, I will give this movie a 3.5 out of 5 uh, because mm. technically uh, this movie was was like very masterful um, it was um, it was amazing to look at um, and that I mean especially that, that stairwell scene was just yeah that was great. I was like 
I, I didn't even realize it at first second. I was like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. and then when I was like witnessing it, I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. Um, that was a fantastic shot. And sure. Um, Story wise, I can agree that it's very all over the place because there's so many different. I feel like there's so many different storylines happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happening, and then all, and then also with the different themes. I mean, I was a bit. I'm a big fan of themes, like almost like political type themes or themes about human nature, um, mm-hmm. like uh, like the whole like the beginning, like we mentioned earlier about the um, the woman asking, like, "Would you like to save a human life today?" I thought that that was a very interesting visual um, just to see all those people passing by her and not giving oh, her yeah. t- time that, of day. That That's definitely like social media mm. scene yeah. sharing right there, which yeah. it, it, it's, it's done well. Yeah. And then um, the idea, I think the whole movie itself is, is I think like we're witnessing here on these ratings, very dev- divisive, uh, like views of this movie like i liked i liked this movie i probably will never watch it again i would recommend it to certain kind of people um, yeah it's just one of those movies that you you need to only watch once which i i think in that of itself it makes it a good movie yeah much like modern art is very divisive um this movie will be very divisive you i you i think I, I I was about to say you're either gonna love it or hate it, but I don't love this movie. Um, I don't, and I don't hate this movie. Yeah, yeah no, there, there, you know? there's a, there's really nothing there, to hate about this movie either. There's there's dumb dumb. There's a lot to appreciate from this movie. Yes, yes, and I can appreciate most of it. Um, I think it could have been a lot shorter. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, but three and a half for me, out of five. Cool. And. That's we got a Taylor, we got a before two, you, two three three point five. Tyler, before you uh, give yours, I wanted to say something. You sparked um, something in my head, Joseph. Uh-huh. You said just like modern art, some people can really appreciate it and some can't. They showcased that in the movie as well. There's the the gravel um, in um, the gravel installation. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a couple scenes where the people at the art exhibit walk in and they like kind of read the writing on the wall for the thing and they look around the corner they don't even make it into the room and they just look in there they go in the entrance like, and they yeah, walk out it. they're like ah oh, fuck this yeah i got the gist of it all right moving on i'll <laughs> the gravel yeah uh, that's me in a, at moma sf moma <laughs> <laughs> all right so should uh wheel destiny time huh wheel of destiny all right, so uh, the square is off of the wheel square. from Joseph. It's gone. On and off. Gone. Really quick. Out of here. We only need yeah, to watch it once. Okay, so that was a... Just an Ikea movie. Yeah. That was a normal normal pick for Joseph, so you have a, a normal pick to go on the wheel. Yeah, my replacement is the square. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Uh, I will watch it again for this show, but I will not be happy. <laughs> uh, no, it is not the square. Oh, uh, my replacement for the square. Are you ready, Pete? Um, yeah, I'm ready. It is the last black man in San Francisco. Oh, I've oh, cool. heard about this one. I've been wanting to watch it. Cool. Me, I'm kind of in the same boat. It seems like homework. Seems like a movie I should watch, though. 
It looks fun. So. Yeah. Does it? I, well, it does. I don't. I, I don't know about fun. It does look like it looks like it is entertaining. That's that's like that. Okay, it's another another thought provoking film from uh, Joseph Navarro well, here. Well, I, don't, I don't know about that. I haven't seen it yet. We'll see. <laughs> none of us are, and I, I like the fact that none of us have seen it, it is, too. I think that's uh, fun, fun to watch. Streaming on Prime. Yeah. Yes. All right. Recap in the wheel. Joseph, new edition. The last black man in San Francisco. Mac and me, Joseph's wild card <laughs> pick. Yeah. Disperia remake. Tyler's. Yes. Pick. The Fifth Element from Pete, The Lighthouse from Tyler. Oh, and a little payoff from the, uh, the Lighthouse uh, auction. Oh, um, yeah. Can one of you guys look up and see what it's currently at? Because it was, I don't it was very high I don't, I don't, a couple I don't days be in. Depressed. Joseph. Okay. But our our guesses were um, for the auctioned lamp from The Lighthouse today, 24 is auctioning off for charity. Joseph guessed about 15000 for the final bid. Tyler twenty five thousand and I guessed forty thousand for the final bid. God. Where's it at right now, Joseph? Uh, it's gotta be. Here. It's gotta be way above our guesses. Uh, eighty thousand dollars starting bid. God $80, damn it! I knew it. It's still at eighty thousand yeah. dollars. No one wants to Yikes. buy it. <laughs> They're just like, what the <laughs> fuck is the lighthouse? And what am I gonna do with an eight hundred pound light? <laughs> okay. Oh, we got some. We got some uh, descriptions on it. So it's eight hundred pounds. It's six six feet tall, four feet wide. Six feet. Oh yeah, six feet tall. And the uh, the shipping and installation is included in the price of the purchase. Oh, that's cool. At least they're thinking about the absurdity of buying this goddamn light piece of glass delivered to your house. Yeah, I mean, all right. Okay, so, so I mean, just look at the picture of Robert Pattinson looking at the lighthouse, and it. That's how big it is. Yeah. yeah, it's true to it's true to yeah. life. It's bigger than <laughs> one to one scale. Yeah. Okay, so that's the uh, lighthouse from Tyler. ET the extraterrestrial from Pete. Wait, is the uh, ET the, one? Is that an actual like MacGuffin or is that like the no, real movie? That is ET. That is the real. That is that's, the real oh, movie. ET yeah, the I extraterrestrial. Forgot. All right. That's one of my childhood um, fear movies. All right, so we got ET. Uh... Um, the animal, the Rob Schneider movie from Tyler. That's a wild card. Pick. Oh yeah, that's right. I already forgot Interspace. the MacGuffin movie. Inner space from Joseph. Yeah. So this spin will determine what we watch next week. And here we go. The animal from Tyler. Oh, shit. Wild God pick. damn it. I wasn't even. Ah, oh, fuck. I wasn't prepared. Uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so obviously uh, the animal is a MacGuffin movie. And so I am. Uh, happy to announce that we are watching Veronica, but directed by Glenn Danzig. Saw this coming. Uh, and <laughs> uh, the relation between the two is that they're terrible movies. Um, uh, so uh, we both have zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, so watch out for our uh, episode on Veronica and uh, possibly commentary on this movie. All right, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, we'll do it next week. Yeah, so uh, uh, Veronica, uh, let me just, uh, I, I've described it on Please. the show before, but let me just recap. Uh, Veronica is an anthology horror movie, uh, the directorial debut by Glenn Danzig, who happens to be one of my favorite artists. And it is, 
What is Glenn Danzig known for, for people who don't know him? Uh, the Misfits and his uh, solo project Danzig, as well as his comic book series called... Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember what it was, uh, but it has something to do with Veronica. Um, this movie is uh, really bad unfortunately but it's funny bad it's not like just like a bad bad movie like so uh just uh t- 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 watch out for next week uh we'll uh we'll have some good stuff for this movie i can't believe we're watching this movie i am so excited all right cool. yay till next week thanks for listening follow us on facebook facebook.com slash mcfc podcast send us an email mcfcpodcast at gmail.com Tyler's manning our Instagram page follow us there for some hot fresh memes at middle class film class on Instagram yeah and you can also send me memes too you know whatever you know it's yeah fuck it yeah good stuff Um, so next week we'll watch Veronica and uh, thanks for listening tell your friends god I can't believe we're watching Veronica but yes uh, uh, see you later guys see ya I'm not going to lie and say I haven't put pasta in a hot dog bun before and ate it at 3 o'clock in the morning in front of a fridge.